Kerarai koto katoa, tenara koto katoa, mihia tuana hokia koto katoa, no my hari mai ki conscious korero podcast. Kia ora everybody, ko Jocelyn Afina Deranski ho, no my hari mai, I'm grateful to have you here. Welcome to this space of conscious korero where you get to join me as I interview mentors, coaches, leaders, entrepreneurs, movers and shakers, facilitators, healers. There's really no label here. It's a lot of people who either have inspired me, who have been alongside my own personal development journey, who I know in business as friends, but also mentors, people who are helping. They're helping heal the planet. They're assisting in their own way, in their own form of contribution, and they're giving back in a way which is in alignment with their own personal gifts, values, and it's just amazing to be in the realm of these people. And so I give back through this podcast by connecting you with other people who may assist you and help you on your own personal development journey yourself. Maybe you're looking to find an amazing healer or maybe you're looking to know how to make better decisions in your own personal life or in your business or in your career or in your life goals. Maybe you're looking to expand and grow and get new perspectives Maybe you're looking to open up your circle of influence. We are the five people or the average of the five people that we connect with on a regular basis. So this is a great opportunity to change the game for you, to create a new foundation where you can connect with other people in this space. Just listen to it on your phone You don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to do anything else other than push play and you get to change your own circle of influence and really allow yourself the best tools, the best connections that are going to get you the results that you want in your life, in relationships, career, in your work, in your own health, in whatever capacity you are seeking answers for. So I welcome you. Grateful to have you here, grateful to be present with you, always ask questions, give feedback, you know, be a part of your life in all its capacity, playful out, as always, what you put in, you always get out. Welcome, welcome, welcome. No my hari mai. I am now. It's recording. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, Jade. We just had a moment. I had a moment. And just as this corridor is going to be, this conscious corridor is going to be about, she was able to get me out of my head. <laughs> I tend to do that when it comes to technology, and she took me through a process already. So I'm grateful to have you here, sister. I can't wait to go through this this conscious corridor. Mm. Mm. Same. Yeah, oh, it's exciting. So first of all, tell us about yourself, who you be, where you come from, 
Yeah, give me, give me, give me specific question because you know me. I like to go on. I like to go over the valleys and over the hills. And that's cool. Like if because people may not know you on on my network. Yes, it's all about like where, who are you? If someone's to come up to you and and ask about yourself, what would you say? Okay, so uh, I'm Jade. I'm Jade Benioni. Um, I would say my pepeha, but I don't know it off by heart, which is, which is, um, it's a work in progress. So all good. Um, and I do know it off by heart on some level, but probably there's just, you know, on some level, some coming up. So I'm, I'm Jade Benioni. I, um, I was, I was born in England, actually. My dad was over there playing league and then I grew up in New Zealand for most of my life. Um, and when I was 19, I moved over 18. I moved over to Melbourne and I've been in Melbourne for about 12 years with a period of seven months last year where I moved back to New Zealand and then moved back to Melbourne. So that's just a bit about where I come from to give you an idea. Um, and I am a coach, trainer, guide um, in human, human behavior human design, shadow work, all the things that help us create change. That's, that's where I work. So, um, yeah, that, that's me. Uh, to sum it up, like those are all fancy words, but I would just say I'm a girl with a dream. Ooh. And I just always found a way. That's it. That, that's it in a nutshell. I found a way to make those to make those daydreams, because that's what they were, daydreams, and I'll talk, to the, talk about them to anyone who wanted to listen. Um, and kudos to some of the friends, you know, that would come walking with me and listening to all my daydreams. Um, and I just always found a way how to make them happen. Yeah, and being okay, not being 100% ready or um, having all the tools. Um, I'm okay with doing things with 30%. And then finding the rest of the seventy along the way. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, that's that's who I am in a nutshell. And then we'll unpack more. I'm guessing. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> you know, uh, I have to share honestly and authentically when you came into my life, which was about what four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, or yet maybe a bit longer. Yeah, time seems to just, but yeah, plus yeah. or minus. Yeah, and um, and when we connected you like have been a huge part of me unlocking this human design aspect but not really just that mm. uh, being able to understand my shadows more mm. and what I thought I knew and didn't even know it's been like an unpacking and a journey and you've just literally come into my life and gone oh and it's it's been just beautiful and amazing and even in the last week sister <laughs> you held space for me twice um and oh, i just if i had to talk about it i'd probably just start crying because it was so beautiful mm. um the process you took me through with uh and i acknowledged my little eight-year-old girl uh and i didn't even know that was in there and i've done lots of inner child work like i've done i've gone deep 
you know, I've had a look around there, but that that process that we did together, yep. which was meant to be half an hour, but for me because it wasn't a container where you could just okay, all right, time's up, let's go, see yep. you later, see you next week. Um, I really appreciate that that moment and that that authentic space where I could just be and unravel in front of you. And I felt safe to do so. I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel um, criticised or, you know, it was just safe. And when I found my tangi, which I know has always been there, the week uh, was with Pania as well. Um, gosh, just powerful. And I had so much anger and resentment and stuff that I didn't even know was there, but it was playing out. It was playing out unconsciously through my life, through my daily routine, through the people around me. And um, mm. could you just speak on that, how you, how you hold space for people and how, because it doesn't come from a, like a book, you know, like there's no guide to that that's something special and unique, like a gift that you have. Are you able to share more about how you, how you knew that you could do that? Because not everyone can do that sister. And then how, how you came to that ability within yourself to hold space for other people in that way. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's a kanti grunty way to be able to hold space for people. Mm, beautiful beautiful so there's a couple of things there and let me know let me know if they're being if they're being answered um but the first thing that i want to speak to is i was just like having a little moment there when and i and i totally get where it's coming from but i just want to speak to that piece around not everyone can do this like what you've just described Mm. And and whilst I understand what it may look that way, um, I used to say the same things. I used to look at people and go, wow, you know, oh, you're so magical or you're so shamanic or whatever it may be. But the truth of the matter, sister, is that we all have this unique power to be able to hold space for anybody, period. I know that there are healers and there are coaches and everything out there, but the truth is, is that we all contain this power within us. And yeah. how, how I was able to hold a space or how I'm able to is by not specifically exactly the same things, but is by being, creating acceptance within myself for my eight-year-old, for um the ugly for the unpretty things inside of me so when you mentioned at the kind of the start of your your corridor of, of what you were saying there that you felt safe and you felt no judgment you will feel that around beings who have chosen to go deep and create a space of non-judgment and safety within their body and that when we journey, when and, and now I'm going to round it back to 
it looks like not everyone can do that. It's because not everyone knows how to do this work. Yeah. And obviously that's what we're here for, but no one has the, not, not a lot of people have the tools readily accessible to be able to enter deep into their body, to get out of the head and come into the body and build a new relationship and create a space of no judgment and safety within their meat suit, you know, within their flesh. That's why it looks like people, only certain people can hold space and do this mahi, do this work, when in fact, every single person breathing has the ability to hold the space for themselves. And then if they choose a career like this or something that we're doing, then they can impact others with that, if they choose. But otherwise, they can, doing it for ourselves is, is is epic that's like when we do the mahi when we do the work for ourselves that's all we need to do but there's people like us that are called that are called to go out on a bigger scale and that's that's fine too and then there's people that aren't and that's completely fine as well so yeah i trust that that answers that yeah it feels good Mm. That was awesome. Thank you for that distinction. Yeah, everybody has the capacity. Uh, on my journey, especially, uh, it was just about finding, I guess, the right people at the right time in their lives to be able to hold that space for me mm. in that moment. Um, so tell me, are you able to expand a bit more on uh, human design? because that's how are we connected initially. That's something you're, you're quite expert at. Sure, sure, I can. And I'm glad I get to tell this story. And guys, if you have any questions, um, feel, free. Yeah, yeah. feel free to ask, um, interact. Um, yeah, okay. It's funny to me that you know, there's so much recognition around me and human design. I just have a laugh because the truth is, is that I've been learning it for about two months. I, I unpacked my own human design chart and, you know, what, the, how I tell the story is that within 24 hours, I had understood my own chart. Within three days, I had um, understood all the different types of human design and I'll get into them in a minute, kind of. And then within a week I had taken all of my existing clients through their own charts. Um, and yeah, I was called to teach this. And I, um, I kind of got to a place where I was like, really? Like, I realized that I've, people have been teaching this for years and years and years. And then along comes me yeah. and I've just soaked up all this knowledge and wisdom and, and just had the audacity to think that I could teach it. And when, <clears throat> And I got this feeling in my body, which was just like a knowing. Mm. And, and despite having that knowing, I still went and like had a look at how I could get a certification. I went and like researched how, like, how can I teach this? Can I teach this? And human design is the science of differentiation. In my language, it, it is the ultimate. It's the ultimate awareness of who we already knew we were. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's a chart, it's a design that anybody can access for free on the, on the internet. 
um, and we'll link something here for you to be able to do that. And then it's the understanding of what it all means is where you might need a bit of help. Um, but there are lots of resources out there. Um, and I went around, you know, trying to seek permission about, can I actually teach this when I'm only five minutes old? Yeah. And I bumped into this one, this one um, man, he's from America, and one of the projector groups that I hang out in, projector is one of the five human design types. And he spoke this message and it spoke so deeply into my bones. And basically his answer was, follow your strategy and authority, follow your authentic, like follow your way of making decisions to decide if you're supposed to be teaching human design. It doesn't matter about the structures and the paradigms and the, you know, the rules around when is a good time to do things. And, you know, all of that doesn't matter. What matters is that we're listening to our body. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he gave lots of examples. And I knew that that was, that was, I, I had to teach it. For me, human design turns the light on quick about who, am I allowed to swear on this? Go for it, sister. Okay, there might be a few, and I just felt one coming. But who the fuck you truly are. Yeah, awesome. Such a system, systematic way of living, um, of, of doing, and let me give you a few that you'll resonate with. Monday to Friday, nine to five, systematic way of earning your dollars, okay? Obviously, now there's more of a, a new system coming into play where you've got online entrepreneurs or, you know, entrepreneurs that not, aren't necessarily online, but there's a new dynamic. There's four-hour work weeks. Didn't get quite far into that book. Wasn't my jam, but you know, <laughs> that's just the concepts, okay? There are new paradigms being created. And... What human design is, is showing you your paradigm, like your, your design of who you are and how you best energetically move in the world. That's what it's all about. So when I uh, unpacked my own design, it's like a gift, it's like a basket and it comes with gifts and it comes with challenges. And it's about us, you know, accepting the gifts, thank you, because we're good at accepting the gifts, like, oh yeah, gimme, gimme. <laughs> but you also have to accept the challenges that arise, that are, you know, that, that are going to arise. So it comes part and parcel. Um, how am I doing? Am I on track with the question? Oh, awesome, sister. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Because a lot of people don't know, so this is fantastic. Beautiful. All right, cool. Um, you just you just pull the handbrake if I'm going off into the mountains. Um, but, yeah, human design gives us permission to work, to own our gifts. And that permission, oh, this is epic, I can feel it. And that permission gives us the fuel to then work with the challenges ahead. So I'll give you an example of what my work. When I looked at my chart, I could see, I'll, I'll just like give it to you so you understand it. I could see that the way my brain works is that it's like Einstein. It's like, mm. like all this information brings it in, decodes it, systematizes it, and then 
bang, it lands, and then I can give it back out in a way that is easy to understand. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, as I said, I went through a, a, this whole process of teaching other people. Then um, the challenges were <laughs> love. My sole purpose is to return people back to the stream of love. And I was like, really? Are we sure it's not to build like <laughs> and like, you know, like be Oprah of New Zealand? Are we sure? Like, and I had a really tough time, like absorbing that. It's like, it was, if there was about love in every sentence of this sole purpose of mine, that my, everything my soul is doing is trying to return myself and other people back to the flow of love. And if you, Oh, well, most most of you that are watching from my page will know me and you know through my stuff that I can be quite like, you know, bold and direct and real. That's the nice way of saying it, you know. And what this is saying is, you know, come with love, lead with love. And I was like, fuck, really? <laughs> so I kind of got into a place where I was like too scared to be, bold or like out there because I'm like oh I gotta be yeah I gotta be soft I gotta soften this down a bit so that was you know that's a challenge and I'm still working through that you know I'm still finding my flow but I've I've found it you know I can be passionate but it's passion has love in it so I'm kind of finding that balance um so those were some challenges and some gifts that I could see immediately in my in my design now, when it came to um, permission, like bringing permission into this, because I was so deep in the rabbit hole on human design and teaching my clients and then um, doing readings um, for people, um, I was telling the story. And it, I was telling the story about how my brain works, that it's like Einstein, I can just eat information and spit it back out in a way that's digestible. And there was a day, I think I was like a month into telling the story and I was in my office and I'm like, hold on a minute. That story that I've been telling, I'm telling it with such conviction, but for a moment, I realized that for 31 years of my life, I had been telling another story. And that story was that I get confused easily, that I'm, I'm not good with coordination. For example, I don't go to yoga classes or for, you know, for that matter, any kind of classes where there's some kind of coordination that I have to watch and they're, they're facing me. So am I doing it this way or am I doing it that way? Nah, I'm not going to those classes because in my head, there was a story going, nah, you're slow, you're uncoordinated. It's, you know, you get confused. And my behavior would literally back that up because when I would ever go to a class, I'd be like, Oh, fuck. I'm always out of time and out of beat. And I was just like, oh. Or whenever I learned something new, the confusion would set in and I'll notice myself asking a thousand questions and then getting confused and then getting irritated at the person teaching me. And it was just this constant story of me being confused, uncoordinated and slow, right? Mm -hmm. But really that was just a pattern that was playing out to keep me from being who the fuck I really was, which is smart and able to create new ways of seeing things. And when I realized that I 
just pulled a design chart and read it for myself and intuitively understood it and then just changed the story like that, I realized what human design was. It was the ultimate key to just cutting the bullshit, you know? Cut the bullshit. This is who we are. This is how we work. Let's start living in alignment with it to be able to, you know, live fully. So... Yeah, that's just a short, that's a long story about, yeah, does that land? There's a few people. That is amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that awesome. lands perfectly because I just had that moment before we went live where mm. I was telling my story every time I tell the story, exactly what you said. I will say, oh, I'm not good at technology. Not good, not good. I always stuff it up. And mm. then you saw it play out because I was shitting myself mm-hmm. what I was going to do what I did last week and then um you know you, you saw that play out and you you grabbed me and said hey hey bro <laughs> calm down take a deep breath who cares and for me it was like oh yeah who cares who cares if I stuff it up I do it all the time I mean doesn't really matter and then that story yeah yeah that story needs to change so thank you that because it gives me framework for myself cool awesome so i know i was a bit like high level in this like because i really wanted people to understand what human design was from like an emotional level but feel free if you if i if you want me to so are you able to go a bit deeper let's go deep uh in terms of because i'm a projector like you that's one of the five Mm -hmm. and but our charts can be different. So, um, for example, I remember this specifically when you did my reading, mm-hmm. that my root chakra and my sacral chakra are open, whereas yours is closed. And for that, that means for me, definitely, I have to make sure that when I'm working or who I'm working with, or mm-hmm. even when I go to bed, that I sleep by myself or I have moments, you know, more times mm-hmm. than not sleeping in my own space because of that. Because if I if I don't, I don't have if I sleep like with my daughter, I don't have a good rest. And um, even in the way I work, because before I met you, I was just doing hours and hours and hours, and I didn't really feel like I was getting anything done. Like I was ticking the boxes, but was I aligned? Probably not really. Was I feeling like amped and joyful and loving what I was doing? No, because it felt like a chore, a task. Mm-hmm. And then when you told me that projectors, I think only about three to four hours of work mm-hmm. is meant for, for a projector and then the rest, you know, learning and all that is different. But actual work, mine was the total opposite. I think I was doing like 10, 10 hours a day at least and feeling yeah completely washed out so are you able to go through Mm. the different types of um the different types of um human design anything else you want to speak on with that okay cool yeah i will i i will what i'm feeling sister is that I'll, I'll go deep, but on the surface because, and, and like generically, because there is so much there and I want it to be useful for, you know, your people that are watching that may not necessarily um, know about human design. So 
human design itself um, is the five different types of um, designs, okay, and it's a full ecosystem. So when I explain these, I explain it in a way that it shows how we all work together because there can be a lot of like, oh, I'm this and you're that, but no, it's actually we are all together. Like without one, it kind of all falls apart and that's why it's built that way. So I'm just going to flow. Our first, our first, well, we kind of explain them in this order, but our first design is the manifester. Okay. So the manifester is the people who initiate, they come up with the ideas, they come up with, um, they invent the ideas and then they just, they put it out into the world. They inform, they initiate, they can just put it out into the world. And energetically, this is received. This is received well. This is about how we, human, this is a reminder, human design is about how we uh, energetically best move through the world manifestors they can best move through the world when they get an idea and it lights them up to put it out there mm. and as I caught it all as I go through this start to understand that where you're doing these things and then pull your chart and see if it's you know actually you something you should be doing mm. so let me continue manifestors they can just get an idea and initiate it put it into the into the world the next um, design is the generator now the generators make up about 80 percent of the human population so there's more generators obviously um, and the generators they take those ideas of the manifestors for example and they they get it done they do the mahi they do the work because they have the energetic they have the energetic ability in their sacral but let's not go too deep into that they have the ability to do that work they're able to work 10 12 14 hours a day provided they're doing what they love okay yeah. and i'm just plugging little bits and pieces that i'll come back to soon. so let me know if this is resonating guys or if it's boring you to tears because <laughs> then i work really well with receptivity so whatever whatever's you know, whatever's aligning with you, yeah. or if it's boring you to tears. Oh, <laughs> I went to go and see the comments, but I can't. Oh, just put your headphones in it. That's how I can see ours over here. Oh, okay. Mm. So the third type mm. is Kiorapania. Good to have you, sister. The third type is our manifesting generators. Now, they're kind of like a mix between the manifester and the generator. And some call them the lucky baskets, you know. Um, but they, these are the people that look like they can do it all, okay? Because they, they can initiate things, but in response, okay? Yeah. And, um, and then when they, get, when they have that response, they can go out there and they've got the energy to get it done as well. So they're like a mix, right? But the key here for a manifesting generator is that they got to wait to make sure that they are responding to something. A lot of manifesting generators can just be like lit up and then they just go out and get it done. And I'll tell you what happens when we don't work in alignment with our design. Okay. The fourth, the fourth type, which is um, myself and sister Jocelyn, the, the projector. I always try and do my best to not like, give more time, talk more to the projector, but obviously I'm a projector. 
So the predictors are, easiest way I can give this to you is we're not energetic beings, so we're not built to work. And that's the first come to Jesus moment that we have when we realize we're a projector, like, holy crap, I've been working this way like a generator and uh -uh, we don't got the energy for it. We're on borrowed energy and I'll talk to that in a minute. So the projectors are other leaders. They are the, the overseers, the project managers of how these lot are doing the manifestors, the generators, and the manifesting generators. They, they, over, they, they essentially, yeah, they're the project managers, the leaders. They, they are deeply wise and intuitive, and they can see through anything. They can tell, this is how I describe it. We can see where it's going wrong, what you've got to do to fix it, and what it's going to look like when it's done. <laughs> that's it. yeah. And um, so that's a projector. We do not, we're, yeah, we're, we do not have... In a, like we do not have a constant source of energy to work eight, even yeah. 10, let alone 10, 12 hour days. But there's a way in which projectors and also reflectors can fall into the trap of working such long hour days because we'll get into that. But we're not built to work. And the reflectors are the last type. They make up one, one to two percent i think it is of the population so they're very rare and um they reflect back how we're all doing as a whole ecosystem so reflectors completely reflect back to us how we're doing so if we ever and i have never met a reflector yet i met a shit ton of projectors um but i have never come into contact with a reflector but i almost think it's like when when we come into contact with the reflector, if they're off, it means we're off. If we're if they're on, it means we're on track. Yeah. So they reflect back to us how we're doing. Now, with all of that being said, it's really important for us to know which which one we are, because chances are, like myself and Jocelyn, mm. we're working like generators or manifesting generators. Yeah. We don't have the, the sacral energy to be able to. Now, what that means is that it may look like we're superhuman because we, what happens when we, like, all projectors have an open energy system around their sacral. I know this is getting a bit deep, but just trust your intuition and just trust that you understand it on some level. But because we don't have the energy, we borrow it. We absorb it from the generators and manifesting generators around us and we absorb it, but we don't just absorb it, but we amplify it. And so we look hardworking. We look more hardworking than the generator and the manifesting generator. And that's where the trickery comes in, is that we think we're good to go. We think we're hardworking and we're not. Because what happens when we leave the aura and we leave the field of a generator or the manifesting generators is we crash. We crash and we crash hard. Yeah. Does that resonate with anybody? If you're a, and if it does, oh my gosh, I've done that. Yeah, and if it does resonate, it's probably because you're a projector or you know maybe a reflector. So it's really that's just one example of why it's so important to know your unique design. Otherwise, you're going to be working out of alignment. And whilst we might not see the repercussions, you know, on the surface, but 
projectors, it's pretty obvious. If you crash, you crash and you burn, right? Yeah. You burn out. Projectors are susceptible to burnout, right? Yeah. We're susceptible to um, doing things that are going to help us stay up. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Addictions, yeah. coffee, things, you know? That's going. Right? So, if we don't live in alignment with our unique design, because hashtag we don't know it, but this is what this is here for, then we experience what is called the not-self. We experience a state of emotion that lets us know we're out of alignment. I love the not-self because it literally tells us, yo, you're off track. Mm. So each of the five types have an emotional state that lets them know that they're out of alignment. For projectors, it's bitterness. When we are not working in alignment with our design, we feel bitter. The amount of times I've gotten on my Facebook Live because projectors are wise and I've always got something to say and then just started talking and then just feeling this bitterness, like, why isn't anyone fucking watching? Like, this is the gold. The amount of times I felt bitter about that or trying to tell something, someone I can see in them or see around them or, you know, and then it not being listened to. Bitterness. So every type has their own emotional state, okay? Oh, damn. Let's not break another phone. Um, and that's what, so generators, it's frustration, right? Um, Frustration, anger, bitterness, these are all the emotions. So um, that's what happens when we don't listen to it. Awesome. Awesome, sister. I have a question. Yes, it's thank you. That, um, I know because I learned through you mm. with the projected how they're wise and they know what's going to happen and you know they want to give lots of advice. The strategy, though, is, is to wait, isn't it? To wait for the invitation. Yeah. So and every t- oh, yeah. So just every type has this certain, this certain way of living within that design. And mm-hmm. to go into that in one Facebook Live would just, it would be too too much. But yeah. every design, every type, should I say, has a unique design that says move like this, make decisions like this, follow this, etc. And it's about learning what that all means for you so then you can work in alignment with it. Yeah. What I found, I wanted to speak to that because what I found before I knew this information um, and knew about human design is I was always given advice, you know, like, oh, you need to do this, and never, ever, hardly ever was it listened to because I didn't get invited to give that advice yeah. and uh, so I'd constantly face the I didn't know but I, until I met you that the results of not being invited <laughs> and then um, I yeah know now so I just wanted to share that how I learned so much just in the the short amount of time that I've I've connected with you because of that mm, awesome yeah for- people on here as well mm-hmm Lovely to meet you all. Here's uh, Louisa, Anouk, Anouk, Pania, Kia ora Pania, 
and a couple of other people that I can't see. Oh, yeah. Stevie, Pania, Adele, what's up? Um, Tali, how you doing, sister? Yep, got a few peeps on. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you. So how do people how do people find you? What's the process and and um, like how do once people want to because I know a few will want to get their human design after listening to you. Um, what's the process? How do they find you? Yeah, sure. I mean, I I mostly hang out on Facebook. Um, so. You, if you want to connect, just send me a message um, if this is resonating. Um, I am a co-founder of a space called Te Whare Wānanga or Ahure, which is the place of unique learning. So this, it's where we teach a lot of human design and what comes after knowing your human design. So that's a Facebook group. Um, so it, it's free to be in there. Um, so you can come and hang out there with us. We absolutely welcome everybody because everyone is human and everyone you know can benefit from learning their, their unique design um it's a space to play with your uniqueness rather than in the confinements of what has been laid out before us you know the structures the systems so and on instagram i'm on instagram um just at my name at jade benioni um yeah uh once they message you, they can book a, um, or you'll let them know how to book a reading, a human design reading. And Yeah, I, I recommend having a chat, chat with me first. Um, and, and yeah, we can, I'll get a vibe for it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else that, um, that you wanted to share about your experiences with, human design in terms of how it shaped your business because before that it's been two months before that you were doing um it probably in a totally different way yeah okay that's an awesome question um i was kind of sad when you were doing the whole how can they find you i was like oh we finished oh that's so interesting <laughs> I had to speak to that. Oh, cool. And then you just like <laughs> no. my life up when you ask me another question. I'm like, yay. No way. I could talk for hours. Yeah. Just wanted to like voice that excitement. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So one thing I really want to speak to is I said there's human design and then what comes after that. And what comes after that is what I have been doing for most of my coaching um, career. So I've been a human behavioral coach for about four years. Um, before that, I was in um, corporate, um, in, a te in the technology space. Um, and I was in there for about four years. And then before that, I was coaching and developing and training in, um, in corporate as well. So teaching teams how to sell and all the rest of it. So what what I have been doing for the last four years is working with understanding the shadow, which is, in a nutshell, when we look at the good, the bad, the ugly, and accepting it, we have no problem accepting the good stuff. You know, like, I look good right now. Like, oh, I can accept this, you know, all of this. Yeah. This looks good. Yeah. Um, but then the other stuff, that's over there on the bottom shelf somewhere that looks hairy and did not look like this this morning, right? 
that stuff is the stuff that I work with people to look at because acceptance like self-acceptance is the down payment to actualizing what we want. Actualizing means getting, right? Seeing it come alive. And if we want things to come alive, and I specifically work with um, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs because I am one and it lights me up. But if we want something to come alive, we best start accepting all of that stuff down there, as well as this, you know? Because full self-acceptance is the down payment to getting the success that we want right so yeah it's like yeah it's like that um just had a your business before and then learning about this how did things change for you yeah cool so thanks because my mind just went blank (laughs) oh it is i love it when my mind goes blank now because i'm just like great it means that I'm not in my mind. Good, obviously. So, um, it, for me, prior to learning human design, it was kind of like I was doing transformational work on myself, obviously, and then the deeper we go on ourselves, the deeper we can facilitate and you know, hold space for others to create change. And I, I kind of see it like I was like swimming or wading through the waters of the shadow, transforming pieces here and there, wanting to get somewhere, but not really knowing what I was up to apart from I want to look at the shadow because I want to get over there. Now, one of my greatest teachings, and now I'm completely just in flow right here, so I don't even know what I'm about to say, but one of my, like, as a, standing in my sovereignty, one of the, like, key pieces to my work is that we got to detach. we got to detach from wanting to want anything. Mm -hmm. So if going into Create Transformation is so that we can get that thing, and that's our only anchor to why we're doing the work, then things can kind of just stay perpetuating. It can kind of just stay like we don't, it's like the purpose becomes, oh, we just keep looking at things. But really we do want to achieve actualization. We do want to achieve things. So human design helped me detach. It gave me a clear map of these are your gifts. These are your challenges. Go forth on your journey and just know that you're going to have to work on this, this, and this, right? So before knowing human design, I was really good at looking at the bad and the ugly and accepting it. And that is powerful work. And now with human design, it's more intentional. It's like directional intentional and focus which to me is like the true true masculine right it's i can literally see it like just going through the shadows and like doing transformational work is like the feminine like you know just getting in touch with a deeper wisdom and and really just practicing that because that's needed and then human design is like this masculine aspect where it's just like directional like here this is it, go. And it gives us that map. So 
yeah, before my business was more open and fluid and the transformation was more open and fluid and now it's more intentional directional focused on helping people align with them with who they are my i have a saying that i share with in the group and also with my clients is that the only should that you're ever going to hear me say is that you should listen to how you make decisions don't ask me don't ask me if you should do this on facebook or that in your business what does your authority say so it makes my job really easy as a coach yeah because i'm non-attached you know people are like, oh should i do this should i do that i'm like um have you have you used what i've taught you about your your authority and how you uniquely make decisions okay this work is a, now for me is about using human design and shadow work to prepare ourselves to go on the journey yeah oh my gosh powerful hmm. let me know if i'm if i'm um yeah let me know if that's serving because i'm just flowing phenomenal <laughs> And that's the flow. I love the flow. Um, hey, Nikki, Yuani, Brad, Fiona. It's amazing. Blow me away, sister. I feel like um, I was just sitting in my body. I was just feeling that I um, really appreciate you sharing the impact of this wisdom, I know, because I, I did uh, my own process of acknowledging the shadows. Mm. And I will share how before, um, when I did my certificates, you know, chase the, oh, I've got to tick that box and that box. And, um, you know, when about my own process and my own healing journey as if it was something to attain, as if it was something to, um, to teach me more about myself. And, and although those certificates were great, they were phenomenal. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, I went to one event and it was uh, in that event, which was Māori Movement. Oh, of course. And in, in Māori Movement, obviously, it's, it's, it's about my, the, the blood that runs through my veins. I heard the, um, the speeches in the korero and I just started to, to cry because I hadn't been in that space for so long. Been in Australia are going on 15 years and uh, just to be in that forum and to have the marae style kōrero and conversation, honest conversation, authentic, and um, then to learn about Māori movement and having to understand the different commands for for that process as well. And, and what I learned in that one weekend, um, it just everything else I had done it wasn't that it wasn't significant because it was but that moment being with my people and in that environment I knew who I was and where my place was and I knew that this was where my mahi needed to be needed to come from this authentic you know there's no flashy you know hair and nails and music there was none of that it was just 
this is what it is. Let's learn about who we are, where we come from. And um, I was phenomenal. And I feel like when you were speaking, um, that reminder of having intention, direction, and our people were so amazing. Can I just say that for a second? Like our, our tipuna, our ancestors, uh, they weren't dummies. They weren't these savages that ran around with... Fuck no. They were fucking amazing. And in this space, I, um, I really learned more about um, how powerful they were as leaders and as, as women and as men. You know, there was no domestic violence. You know, the women were honoured, the men were honoured. The women used to dress the men to prepare them for war and so forth. And it's just this, all these beautiful tohu that I've been learning. And um, I just I just wanted to acknowledge that in, in all my journey. Yes, the certificates, they were great. But if you're just focused on um, attaining knowledge, just to be knowledgeable or to be seen as this amazing guru, um, to be looked upon as um, someone who is better than everyone else, um, then that's, that's fake. And that is so far away from what I want for me. And, and, and I found myself facing, having to face, what the fuck am I doing all this for? Am I just following to be a sheep? Um, and there was elements of my ugly that was, well, well this is all I knew. So that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And having to look under the hood of the ugly, there was some ugly, there still is. You know, I, I'm always integrating and seeing and learning. Um, what was my intention to be in this space? What is my intention to want to help people and um, I tell you, powerful work for me, because I've grown up in the white world and I got a white last name, Daransky, it's very white. Um, the colonisation, the white privilege that's been coming up in Kōrero, um, the, the opportunities that I've had, I have to acknowledge all of that and then come back into who I am. Who am I? Well, I am who I want to be. I'm not these certificates. I'm not, you know, what you see. I'm, I'm far more than that. And so what I'm saying is when you were sharing, um, what I had to look at was how fake I was and how fake I was showing up as because that's all I knew until I knew something different. And when I had to take the hood off that, it's been, um, yeah, it's been just life-changing. So I had a corridor. What brings it up? I had a corridor uh, with someone uh, a couple of days ago and they wanted to do my course, um, but it was, oh, how long is this going to take? You know, how long am I going to ha- get the get the treats, do the work, get the treats, that sort of whakaro. I was like, Really? We had this for how many years? How many decades? That's not the that's not the fakaro to focus on doing something to get something in return, doing something to get something in return, which is um, a trait that I had, which you kindly shared with me. So um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that. I feel 
if you want to speak on that in any way, feel free. I don't have a question. When you were sharing, that was in my body. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to like, oh my gosh, I have to share that. That was the experience, being able to go deep and um, and see that you're, you know, don't have all your shit together and it can be disgusting and ugly and hideous and and it's all good because it's you. That's right. That's right. And I do. I, I've... I, this this the whole reason why we're on here is conscious corridor and it's like you know you sharing what's gone deep and in your body is making room for what's you know what i'm going to share next so i love this way of speaking and facilitating this how i facilitate anything is just like what's here because yeah. otherwise you know um what's the point yeah. so what i do want to speak to is earlier when you were introducing um me to speak on human design you you mentioned that oh you're quite an expert on it and I was like yeah of course but I want to speak to that a little bit because I then told the story about how I've only learned it for two months right or I'm, I'm on my journey mm. so it's like logically or if we're looking at through the thinking of the world it's like how can she be an expert and have only learned this for two months yeah. So I want to speak to that for a moment. Um, Pania, who's on, um, she, Pania, um, Almsi, she's on. And um, Ehine, can you link the group? Um, well, I just wanted to say that. Can you link the group if you are on? Um, a link to our group here in the chat. But Pania and I, right, we have this saying, and Pania and I, I said I co-founded um, that space, and Pania is the other half of, of, of that that space, that ropu holding space. And we have a saying that we, you know, and a way to explain what expertise means. And it's, we're experts because we're willing not to be. Yeah, awesome. Wow. And when you were speaking about being on, you know, being up here and, um, and we, like I see it like a pedestal, yeah. you know, the moment my journey changed was when I stopped trying to be a badass coach. Mm. The moment my journey took a turn was when I stopped trying to be a guru or try and be in the spotlight. Yeah. That's it. And then because it's not about any one person. Mm. And that's why Te Whare Wanama or Ahure was created. Um, is because it's about togetherness. It's about everybody. It's about the collective. Um, I'm also starting a podcast. Um, and one of my best friends said, why don't you call it, you know, Ahure or Te, te Wānanga or Ahure, you know, after your group. And I said, well, it's not mine. And that space doesn't have a face. We want people to be able to link to their uniqueness. So how can they link to a uniqueness when they're looking at Jade's face or Pania's face? How does that work? Awesome. We just want to give that group a heartbeat and, and really, really explain the pillars and the values, the value system of that group. And then let everybody stand in their unique sovereignty in alignment with those, with their design and with the pillars. And then that's it. But yeah, it's like we're willing, 
the, the more we're willing to just detach is when everything changes. And we're willing to be, you know, we are experts because we're expert at not wanting to be an expert. And that is what inspires other people to do their things and to stand in their sovereignty and to get up. You know, I wanted to be the Oprah of New Zealand. Do you know how much of a fucking gig that is? Like, okay, I'm here, like all the way down here, and Oprah's all the way up there. Oh, that's a gig. That's a tough gig. Mm. Now I just want to be me. You know, I just want to be me. Awesome. And this is what this is what happens when you learn human design. You get the permission to just be you. And then when you mix shadow work with that, then you can turn and face the ugly, the hairy, the whatever that you need to embrace to be able to move further out into your journey. Because if you're hiding things, you're not going to go very far out. Yeah. If you're hiding from something in your closet, chances are you're just going to stay home. You're not going to go out there and, and do all the things you consciously tell people you want to do, build the business, go on stages, go all around the world, live the lifestyle. You're not doing that. You're going to be protecting that wardrobe to make sure it doesn't get out. None of the little, you know, shadowy shadows get out of that wardrobe. And so you will stay your ass at home, holding that wardrobe door shut, making sure that it doesn't get out. That's where all your energy really goes. See, what I want to speak to, sister, is that there's a conscious version that we put out in, and a story and a version and a, and a fairy tale that goes out into the world. And then there's the real one. Mm. There's yeah. the real one at home in the wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Using human design and shadow work brings that into alignment. So that we no longer have to hold the wardrobe door. I talked to people about preferences. And we had a it on preferences. Yeah. yeah. Sure, you can want for things, but watch out for when it becomes a preference. Because a preference is usually you holding the wardrobe door shut, saying, I prefer that over there. Yeah. I prefer that because no fucking thing. Yeah. I need to keep that in there. So, we, I don't know where I was going with that, but can you just understand, we don't need to do this. We don't need to live holding that shut chasing after that we can just just chill just be here yeah. bringing that the ugly bringing the pretty and just rocking out yeah aligning just aligning just aligning them and walking with it because like things can't bite you if you're owning them people say oh you got a hairy this and that it's like yeah i know <laughs> I, know, I shave it weekly whatever <laughs> you know yeah oh you got a you got something over here yeah i know yeah oh you got something over there yeah also i know next mm. keep moving and it doesn't drain you doesn't drain you to hold that shut and keep it locked away and try not to allow it to come out that's right that's what's draining mm. You know, yeah. that's what's draining. And our world is a reflection of what we are holding in there. Mm -hmm. 
if we've got things popping up in our world, it's showing us what's behind that door. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Love it. And so I just want to round off this, this corridor and you can take it wherever you want. But um, irrespective of knowing your human design, okay, you can know your human design, but if the things that are in there are too great in the wardrobe, I guess I, I trust you're clicking on with this metaphor here. You can pull your human design and get a reading and do all of that. And it will be marvelous and all the awareness and the fireworks can go off. Yeah. But if you're, if, if you're holding things in this wardrobe that you don't want to get out, it doesn't matter how great the human design reading is, there's still potential for it not to be used. And that's why we've got to do the work, the shadow work, to look at those parts, to look at what is in that, that wardrobe, to look at what's under the hood, the bad, the ugly, the, the hairy, the scary. We've got to look at that stuff. Otherwise, because human design isn't a magic tool that's going to solve all your problems. It's ultimate awareness, but awareness needs to be owned. You need to actually walk with that awareness still yeah mm. you need to be able, you need to actually walk with it and implement it and being able to do that means you you know if there's stuff in the way you've got to clear it out there is no getting around that it just makes it easier human design just makes it easier about where we look in the wardrobe mm. makes it more intentional directional focused so that we stay on track with what we're looking at yeah yeah i'm glad that you you said that and spoke to that because there would be you know from the outside looking in be like oh my gosh a new thing a new tool a new little filter that i could sign up to and i get my human design and i know which of the five i am it's exciting like that beats something but then okay you got your chart now what? Mm -hmm. Do the work. Got to do the work. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just another course. It's just another book. It's just another podcast. It's just another video. It's just another shiny thing that you can put on the trophy of shiny things that never did anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Like my podcast is all about embracing the bad and the ugly. Mm. Because this is the work. This is the work. I can't, you know, I can see it so clearly that I don't understand sometimes how unclear that is. <laughs> this is the work that we must do. And I understand that it takes, it takes safety, you know, it takes, you know, people go at things on their own pace. And that's what I wanted to also say is that everyone's journey is unique and let me do, yeah let me say this mm. everyone's journey is unique and if you're hearing this and you're getting a bit jittery or whatever and maybe you're not ready that that's your journey like yes there's a lot of passion here but also your journey is your journey and there are no mistakes so if you don't 
look at your human design that's fine whatever you know if you do great that means maybe on some level you're ready you know it's like yes there's passion but also don't don't let don't um don't let other people's passion be an excuse for guilt to get in have it for guilt to have its way with you yeah does that does that make sense yeah perfect sense i'm glad you said that as well because don't comparison is a huge thing comparing oh, yeah. i want to do that or i i should be doing that i should um and it's not about that your journey is absolutely it's your own journey and when you're ready then you're ready and when you're not then you're not yeah like i i had a bit of a laugh because i was like cool so i've spent like fifty thousand dollars on my education and in my business um and at the start i was like no one could have just you know plugged in human design somewhere around the 10k mark Um, i was like goodness and but that's the thing that was my journey Mm. you know in my coaching business i was looking down in the shadows you know just like with kind of no direction or intentional focus and still lacking some permission and all the rest of it Mm. and it's like yeah because that's how and other people were going on to do great things that I'd studied next to and I'm just like why not me you know it's like remember everything that we think is dumb or like unfortunate in our experience is just contrast and the greater the contrast, the moment we realize something, like for me, human design, is like the greater the awakening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I know that I spent all that time on my journey because it was it was obviously meant to be. Mm. It was meant to be. And I wouldn't be talking about human design and shadow work with as much passion as I am today if I had of learned human design way back when yeah true Hmm. that's the way i see it. it's like how because i've lived through so much contrast of like being stuck in business using all the strategies that were not in alignment with my design paying for strategies that were not in alignment with my design yeah that were in alignment with manifesting generators and generators but not me not a projector paying for those things using those things getting bitter not getting the results that other people were getting years and years of that and now here i am and i'm like oh i get it i get it yeah awesome so everyone's journey is exactly the way that it is for a reason Mm. and um you know trust just trust yeah trust keep curious all of that awesome sister i just um i had one question pop up and um as you share that uh this popped up um and it's if i was to give context it would be quickly the the woman that i work with or the men because i have men as well that i work with and um it links back to trauma links back to something that happened between the ages of zero to nine, uh, which is quite common. And then they find themselves in relationships that are totally misaligned. Mm. And on some level, they already know that, 
knowingly, uh, but they are compelled or there's this like pull and they can't leave and they stay for years and years and years and then they face some type of abuse, a mental, mental, emotional, physical, um, sexual, and then they're rebuilding. They're going through the transition and the rebuilding phase. What are your suggestions for people like that who are just currently going through a process of, of learning that they can have more, that they can be empowered, that they don't need to stay in this type of environment, that there's other environments out there for them? What, what would you say to, um, to them? Hmm. Can I just have a minute? Like just a moment? Awesome. That... Well, this came through, which is and part of my brain's like, you gonna say that? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna say that. Um what came through was if you're in that position and I Lord knows I have been, yeah. Mm. And that's why I wanted to take a few breaths and really reconnect to my body because I don't want to disrespect and just throw out some fucking thing that came out of my mind. Okay. I'm not going to do anyone like that. But what came through was don't be afraid of the fear. Mm. Don't be afraid of the fear. In fact, the most beautiful transitions yeah. come when you're face to face with it, it's like, I just see this, like, you know, you really get pushed to stand in your, your wisdom and your warrior for yourself and for your tamariki, your children, if you have, mm. you know, male or female, right. male and female. And I was, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. The significant times when I felt very hostage in my being and then, because we feel hostage in our being first. Mm. We feel constricted in our being first and then our external environment gives us feedback that that's how we are. And I know that that might be a bit of a concept for people to process, but this is how openly I talk about it that our, our world is always giving us feedback about who we are inside. And so it should be liberating to know that if you can harness the power to de-shackle inside, 
then those external circumstances they melt away now they don't just melt away you're gonna have to do some you know have some conversations and make some choices and my what i want to say is don't be afraid of the fear i put up a post the other day people Fano, that said boundaries teach both sides teach people on both sides a lesson if your boundaries haven't shocked your ass once in a while then you might want to check that boundary because it's more like it looks it probably is more like a barricade to keep people out from hurting to keep people out from judging i feel like that that's really important for boundaries when we fully stand in our power and our wisdom and we put a boundary in place it shocks us we shock ourselves it is like the fear of what if what's going to happen but i'm going to leave you with this question and i've discussed this question um you know we've had a corridor on this joss mm. that question is because you might think okay don't be afraid of the fear right what what then you know what then what in the moment because i understand you're coming up understand you're coming up against yourself and your and your own thinking and your own conditioning and your own experiences in that moment where you want to stand up or you want to communicate or have a conversation and you can feel the fear take yourself to the worst case scenario and then ask yourself can i handle that and just let that sit in your body can i handle it think of the worst case and literally like could you handle that the thing is is that we can handle anything it's that we choose not to everything is a choice fano everything And I know that you're aligning with this and that it's resonating and you don't think that I'm some, well, maybe you are, but that might be your own stuff. But, you know, for the most part, you can feel what I'm saying is coming from a genuine place because this is the work, is to realize that everything is a choice and that we can actually handle the worst case scenario. It's just that we choose not to. And for that reason that we're choosing not to is why we want to do the mahi, is why we want to do the work. To de-shackling our thinking so that we can choose to handle it and then we can choose to stand up, speak, have conversation, hard conversations, put boundaries in place instead of barricades, mm. you know. I feel yeah oh that was deep we had that cordial myself personally I was going through a a moment that you helped me um last week with and um I just wanted to speak on that when you don't or with the choice because we all have a choice when mm -hmm we don't align with the choice that's right for us, we can hold ourselves hostage and captive because we choose not to. 
um, and that certainly was my experience in the past. And um, thank you. Oh, I love you. Woo! Love crush. Love you. <laughs> Just have to say that. Um, thank you so much for being on. We've gone like way over, but that's all good. All good. Yeah. All good. Thank you, everyone. Um, if there's any questions, feel free to ask. Oh, yeah. On. Um, Louisa said, hey, good morning, beautiful woman. I don't think there are any questions, Pania. Oh, hey, Jess. How are you, Nikki, Fiona? Love you guys. Lily, beautiful. Awesome. I feel like that was the conversation, a conscious kōrero that was so needed for a lot of people and I'm really grateful for you being here sister holding the space for the people that are on Anok has hey Anok thank you so much mm, awesome so awesome. I'm just gonna, if there's anything else you want to say and just reiterate where can people find you and um, connect with you yeah awesome <sighs> And after this conscious corridor, I'm called to say that, yes, do like you can reach out and I can take you through human design. And, and, and also, and I am going to, you know, I am going to invite you to do the work. Like that is, that is a part of it. So, um, you know, yes. And even if you don't do it with me and you go somewhere else, just know human design. Yes. And you've got to be able to use it. Okay. And so if you want to get in touch, we can have, I do what I call like a, um, a no agenda coffee chat. So if you want to book in for one of those, I will link my calendar um, here, my full calendar. And you can either put yourself into a no agenda coffee chat. You can put yourself into a reading. You can put yourself into my program. That's a four week program that, you know, you come do the reading and the, and the work at the same time. You do whatever you, you feel. But what I would recommend is that if you do want to get in touch, get in touch so I can tell you what your decision making strategies are, because it just makes it easier for everybody. <laughs> you know, if you know how to make decisions for yourself. Um, usually when, before I speak to somebody, um, I give, I give them that, I let them know what that is because, um, it's very important for life and before you decide to, you know, enter into any containers, um, you know, learn this or that, because when we, when we don't understand how to make decisions from the body, we make them from the mind and the mind is very conditioned very conditioned and so what my deep wish is for people is to make decisions using their unique decision making strategy that exists in the body and then you you start listening to it including if you should chat to me because while you might be all like fireworks and everything right now for some of you that's going to go away you know mm. It depends on how you make decisions. So let's keep it easy and just have a chat. Just come and send a message or something. 
um, send a message, have a call or have a chat. Um, yeah, and definitely come in the group. Yeah. Awesome. So Jade is going to link the the down here. Bunny already has. Bunny already did it. Yeah. And um and also her calendar. So thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you, sister. Always love having our conscious kōrero. Didn't take three hours today. <laughs> I'll I'll see you soon. Kaki, thanks, everyone. Sister. See everyone. Thank you. Thank you.